0: Hey hey, you're tuning in to Bill & Dollar Moves, and this is part of a bonus series. Quick takes from some of my conversations from the annual meeting of the World Economic Forum at Davos for you as you build 2023 as the important decision maker and leader that you are. It features my quick thoughts, a discussion, snippets of a panel that moved me, and if you're intrigued, there are follow recordings either on my YouTube channel or other sources which will be listed in the show notes. Now, the cliff notes on Davos. Every January, a highly curated selection of invitees from global business, government, civil society, media, and academia converge on the Swiss Town to attend sessions designed to spark productive discussions around the most pressing issues of the day and ultimately drive impact and action. Now many people question whether the 53rd meeting would still hold relevance in a post-pandemic world given criticism of the Davos men and as perhaps a biased first-timer, My answer is an undoubted yes. I can now confirm Davos remains an event full of paradoxes. A modest ski town near Zurich, Switzerland that otherwise is unassuming, boasts the richest and the most powerful. And yes, the juxtaposition is uncanny of perhaps the most climate enthusiasts in a week and yet criticism of private jets by billionaires and politicians taking up more carbon footprint than it should. But Davos isn't just about the keynotes. The meeting is also famous for the networking and deal-making that goes on in the corridors, side rooms, hotel suites, and Barry's Piano Bar of this alpine town. As one of the white badges as a young global leader of WEF, I soaked in the opportunity to learn and unlearn, contribute, and yes, chat with many a Davos man. So you're getting my inside look. Now let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Sarah Chen Spellings from Washington, D.C. I run the Billion Dollar Fund for Women, now called Beyond the Billion, uh, the world's first and largest global consortium investing into women founded companies, venture capital. So I come from the lens of venture capital, technology, Silicon Valley, so and so forth. There's this terminology of a non-political leader. And today we're faced with so many issues from um, Asian hate crimes to Roe v. Wade and all these issues that... Stakeholders have a view, right? And as representatives, as the face leading your companies that touches so many lives, you're looked to to take a stand. And recently, you know, 2020, 2021, with George Floyd and all that, we've had um, instances in in the Valley where. Uh, a third of the company left when a CEO of Coinbase and Basecamp actually decided uh, the workplace is not for politics. How would you advise a young leader who is at the forefront of building a company that's not yet, you know, 60,000 employees struggling with resources, but also with a growing generation of stakeholders that care about who this leader represents and the values that they represent?
1: Thank you. Nice, simple one. I
0: think in England,
1: that's what's known as a corker. There's probably no topic that corporate leaders are spending more time on than this one, because it is such an imperative. You have a war for talent. People want to work for organizations that align with their values. Simply saying silent isn't one of the options. And you've seen large cross-sections of the corporate world speak out on big issues, make statements about the values of what the company stands for.
0: Now hold that thought. Finding a service solution that helps you keep customers happy can feel impossible. Like trying to remember the name of that guy you literally just met at a networking event. HubSpot's all-new service hub can help. With their service solution part at least. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform. With an AI-powered help desk and chatbot to help you handle your frontline tickets so you can scale support and drive retention and revenue. We love the sound of those things. Visit hubspot.com/service to learn more.
1: Now you're seeing some backlash of companies gone too far. Nobody's got this completely figured out. But I will give you a few thoughts just in terms of what we see at clients right now, some of where the dialogue seems to be headed. Really important that companies continue to be willing to speak out on values. It's also not reasonable to expect that companies can become the arbiter of every divisive societal issue. So there's issues upon which society is split pretty evenly down the middle. And business is actually going to lose trust if it comes out and is viewed as politicized and wading in on the most contentious issues that divide communities. Now, fortunately there are big cross-sections of these issues that should be pretty inclusive, that should draw people in from across the political spectrum, that are grounded in values. If you tune into you know, various forms of you know, cable news and social media, much of the conversation is grounded in the 5% that's highly divisive. That takes up most of the oxygen, but that leaves the 90 to 95% where you ought to be able to have statements that are unifying, statements that bring people together across different political beliefs that demonstrate to employees you do stand for something and you are a values-driven organization. All of that's easy to say at 30,000 feet. People generally wouldn't object to those things. Then it gets real when you talk about particular issues like the ones you mentioned and, well, did a company go far enough? Did they go too far? And those are the debates that are happening with in C-suites and boardrooms every day. So, uh, Joe, you're right. Um, we
2: have to be careful that these issues do not become politicized. Having said that, there are obvious areas. Hate crimes is one. I cannot see how an ethical CEO can avoid that discussion. You've got to weigh in. And um, I think business needs to play in that world. You can leave it up to um non-business leaders to deal with that issue completely because it is if you don't stop it when it's small it will become big so i think business has a role you got to be very careful not to be on one side of the political debate or the other but there are certain things that if you cross the line if society crosses the line or
1: elements of society cross the line you got to be very very strong But it's a great example of an issue that should be unifying, speaking out against hate, hate against the Asian community, hate against the black community, Mm -hmm. hate against the Jewish community. That shouldn't be a political issue. Mm -hmm. That should unite people across the entirety of the political spectrum. And I think you've seen a lot of pride of employees of organizations that have chosen to stand up and demonstrate allyship. Hate crimes is one particular example
2: where legislation has been passed. Um, Business played a key role in getting that legislation passed, and it was passed uh, with bipartisan support. The documentation of hate crimes, which was not something that was really important at one time. Uh, now, you can get into a debate as to what's political or not, but the actual reporting facts on hate crimes is not a political issue. Law enforcement needs to know about that. And that's an example of where business played a key role.
3: Niels, yeah. Can just add, I think it's like... I agree. I think businesses need to weigh in, but it, it would also be important in my mind that businesses or leaders weigh in where where they actually have a credible stand based <laughs> on the business they have. Uh, so, so you, you don't want to have CEOs that have an opinion about everything. Uh, uh, and, uh, and we have actually, we have what we call a brand board. We actually sit there and we have made specific decisions on what our topics where we believe we would be a good spokesperson for business, or where, wherever we stand, I mean, taking children's perspective, where would be it be important that we have a position? And then we leave other positions kind of more open, not to have me profiled as somebody that has a position about everything. And I need to be very careful that I don't mix up my personal political belief with the stand we have as, we have as a company. And, uh, and that's something that is... Uh, it's difficult, and uh, and uh, and you just have, I think, to involve that and and have your board or whoever you have around that to try to get some of that agreement pre-made, so you know what to do. If you're a, I think the question was a young founder of a company, then I think I would pick a few areas close to what what the purpose of that company really is. And I would focus in on that because you don't want to be starting a company and, and then fiddling around and having opinion about all, all things in society. Then I'm, then you may not be successful with your company. <laughs> so I think there's a certain element of focus and credibility around you, that. You, you want the debate to be a little bit lively.
0: Yeah, okay. All right. Now hold that thought. Talking to Loud, hosted by Chris Savage, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this podcast, Chris Savage, Wistia CEO and loudest talker, takes you inside the minds of entrepreneurs as they share the hilarious, informative, and most challenging aspects of building more human brands. Everything we love here at Billion Dollar Moves. Now, an episode I loved recently was the one with guest Joe LeMay, Jiu Jitsu living entrepreneur and co founder of RocketBook. He talks about how an airplane epiphany took him on a wild ride that started with a shark tank flop, but ended with a fifty million dollar exit. You know that's our jam. Listen to it. Talking too loud wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> but I also we've
3: got people who are desperate to come in. But yes,
2: yeah, but... I disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Henry Shine should have an opinion on healthcare. Yeah. But when it comes to things. That, for example, you did mention hate crimes. In the United States, it's a big issue. I think business can't be silent. And there are other examples. I don't want to get into too much detail. But yes, Henry Schein has a very significant active role in providing and uh, advancing access to care. I mean, we're involved in, you name the organization we're involved with. Yes, that's our domain. But there are certain items where society crosses the line, where I think... Business a responsibility to speak out.
0: And thanks so much for tuning in this week. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and follow our socials on Sarah Chen Global to get the latest on the show. It would really help me out too if you enjoyed this to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts and share your favorite episodes with a friend. I'm Sarah Chen Spellings, and you've been listening to Billion Dollar Moves.